Greetings! You're listening to the audio-only version of Up the Waterfall podcast. You can also find the video version at youtube.com slash Xanaland. Thanks for listening! everyone this is now episode four Ooh. of up the waterfall <laughs> hello a xanaland podcast with xana and scott that's right and christian is here as well the producer our faithful engineer uh this week we are talking about a controversial topic perhaps for some Yikes. people the top five worst disney rides oh my of all time and we are specifically saying rides because we know Disney calls everything that's not a restaurant or a store an attraction. They do. Um, but we're kind of like trying to weed those shows and things like that out so we can just narrow it down. Yeah. It's going to be tough and to keep it to five, but uh, yeah, we'll do our best. I think you're going to go over by a few, but that's okay. We'll, probably. This is probably going to be mostly the Scott <laughs> show. No, I think it'll be both. <laughs> I know um, you've got some... And then, yeah, to clear up. <laughs> we'll have some asterisk points Many asterisks. as well uh, for things that may not be the worst or always have been the worst, but are now the worst. They might be on the list, but not the worst. Hmm. Asterisk. Well, you'll just have to listen yes, and we'll see, see what all of that means. <laughs> um, do you want to start or you want me to jump right in? But you go for it. Okay. Well, I have to narrow down. We're going from... Oh, my least to most worst if that's the i don't know if that's the proper grammar but that's what we're doing so we'll end with the absolute worst okay i'll try to do that which is hard for me because i want to talk about my worst (laughs) right now but i'll wait (laughs) um so i will start with then the enchanted tiki room at magic kingdom which was not all the time, but when it was under new management. Of course, we all remember that terrible time. <laughs> um, that was very, that was a dark moment. Yeah, yes. I, you probably know specific dates and things like that. But I don't know the dates. I do remember. It was in the 90s at some point, right? There was a very, an unfortunate thing that happened on my very first time that I saw it. The first time I saw it was the day. Phil Hartman died (laughs) and he was the voice of one of the pre-show birds. That's right. Yeah. So that was a weird time for me. I have the dates if you want. Okay. Yes. We're, we're getting an update. Hold, please hold on. (laughs) Yes. Go ahead. (laughs) The ride ran for almost 13 years from April, 1998 until January, 2011. Wow. That's, that was a long time of me not going to that ride then. Or attraction. I guess it's not a ride. It's an attraction. So I'm already breaking rules here. That's okay. We'll put a little asterisk See, I, in there. This is the problem is I have not been to as many parks as you have. So you have more to pull from. Although do the have international more to pull parks. From. There's not a lot yeah, from the international exactly. parks. They're not known they, for. They do them better out there. Um, so yeah, I've already broken the rule. Sorry about that. But no, that's why that one wasn't on my list. Yeah. And that's fine. Okay, well. But that's, no, that's a good one. Because <laughs> if, if I had included that, that would have been on yeah. there. We'll we'll that pretend was... it's it's a ride. Yeah, that's okay. We we make the rules. Um. So 
Yeah, it was Ooh. not a good no. because it is such a classic. It's one of the originals. It's at one Disneyland. of Walt's favorites too. Yes, and when you think of you know the origins of animatronics, that is certainly where they started. When That's Walt right. saw a little mechanical bird and decided that he wanted to see if he could make that work. That's right. He got it. He took it, brought it to his Imagineers, and said, "Hey, uh, look at the mechanics of this, and let's." Let's make this a thing. And essentially that was the creation of audio animatronics. So that was back in, it opened in Disneyland in 63. That was a, a classic attraction. It's still going strong. Now, do you know, because my memory is not the best anymore, uh, before it was under new management, were the ones in Disneyland and here pretty similar? Yes, they were, they were fairly similar. They had different uh, pre-shows. Um, both right. very, very good, actually. Well, I, yeah, I remember Disneyland enjoying both. Always the best one, though. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> and they've they've since uh, restored that pre-show to its former glory. And uh, they've actually now, the Disneyland one is, um, they're only lacking the one song um, from the original. The um, um, I can't remember the name of it, of course, because I'm trying to think of it. Hmm. Uh, well. The Offenbach song. Oh, yeah, that one. Which I really liked, but that's the only difference from from the original to Disneyland's. And there's there are quite a few cuts uh, here, in in Florida. Yeah, now. because even when they brought it back, it was not they didn't bring back the fountain. Yes, and they, they still have the fountain, and Disneyland. In Disneyland, but, but not here. Right. Which I I mean I remember being a child and being fascinated by that fountain going up so high and I know, me going too. with the music <laughs> and you know it really was. But we're actually talking about the good parts of, of the <laughs> the thing that well, we like, and not the bad parts about the show that it, we didn't like. And that's what's going to happen, I think, a lot because most of the things on my list were things that used to be a favorite, yeah. and were then altered so much that they became. Uh, one of the worst ones. Yeah. So I it's mean, hard it, knowing, you know, because a lot of people nowadays from what Christian's age and younger don't know anything but the imagination yeah. that, you know, and we'll get to imagination. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to go back to that show, I mean, it, it actually started the, the same way as the, the original, but then that's when Iago comes in, Iago from Aladdin, and interrupts the proceedings with his very loud, garish voice. And even you know the show even kind of makes fun of its old self about how boring it used to be. Yeah, which which is sad. Yeah, I do remember times at Disney World when guests would literally get up in the middle of the show and walk out, and that that really was a tough time. Mm. Uh, even in the the original. So. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of well, why they did that. But. That's the thing, too, is there there are many different types of Disney fans. And I think um, <laughs> I've had to make peace with that fact a lot yes. of times because not everyone cares about the history and not everyone cares about what used to be and why yeah. this attraction was created a certain way. They just want to be entertained now or mm -hmm. they want to be thrilled or, you know. Um, something like that. So it's, right. I, I get that it's difficult for the powers that be at Disney to figure out if they want to, you know, get people more interested by doing something edgy like that. <laughs> Which or, it definitely was. Or changing something that is so beloved. Um, 
so yeah it just it wasn't a good time and like i when christian said the dates i couldn't believe it was that yeah, long but it, i i it, literally never went after you know a few times of i going. did a few times although i never never enjoyed it yeah it was just, it was very just crass mm-hmm not so that we I, can't take a good no, joke. sure, but uh, I definitely <laughs> enjoyed it when they brought back the original. Yes, and that was so. a strange time when it came back, too, because yeah. there was, like, a fire oh, inside, right. and everyone thought oh, that right. it was set on purpose. Maybe that was sabotage. Yeah, but <laughs> when it, I, I think everyone, you know, jumped for joy and cheered when it came back to its yes. somewhat former glory. That's right. So yeah, that was my oh. number five on my list of not following directions. But do you have? That's okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go five? down my list. I actually did not put mine in kind of a, an order, so I'm just going to kind of go around the okay. horn. And this may not be the m- best or the worst, but here's it's one. It's all subjective. I don't know if this was on your list, but I uh, one of mine was the Discovery River boats. <gasps> oh. Is that on your list? No. Uh-oh. Go ahead. The Discovery <laughs> River Boats in Animal Kingdom. I'm, I'm wondering, is it because you th- you really liked them? I loved them, and it makes me very sad and upset when they are on people's, because I've the, seen them on YouTube well, and things like that before, saying they were the worst because people didn't know. Was it a that's ride? That's the thing. Is it it a, was very misunderstood. Is it a transportation? But I didn't mm. care. It was a boat. It was a boat. Had fun things to look at, and I loved it. The the things to look at were few and far between. I I enjoyed it too, but it was a ride that really didn't know what it was. Both from I think the Imagineers' perspective is putting it together, and also I think the guests' interpretation of it. Um, There were two landings, um, one right before the the bridge to. Dino Land, and then the other one is across the way from the Burge Show. Mm. Uh, and and so some called it transportation to get from one point on Discovery Island or uh, to the other, but I, I don't, it's hard for me to think that that was the case. And so if that were the case, if it was not transportation, then it would have to be for entertainment purposes. And they're really... Although it was beautiful, I and I al- always love a good boat attraction, there just were not a lot of things along the way. But I mean, I know they originally had planned for more things yes. to be, you know, back when, uh, what is that mythical land was going to happen? Oh, uh, yes, Beastly Kingdom. Beastly Kingdom, which, you know, there's rumors that that never was going to happen. It was just. I think it was on the drawing board, but it never really went farther than that. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm I sorry. truly <laughs> loved it, and I was very sad when it became like a weird yeah, character thing became, afterwards. They and did all Radio kinds Disney of thing. yeah, they did uh, different iterations, and that's the thing. They were they people got into these lines thinking it was transportation, and then were upset that the lines took so long. And then when they got to the other side, they were like, "Wait, I waited in line for <laughs> what?" <laughs> Well, I mean that's but th- guest it, error. Yeah. But well, I that's the thing. It, it, it was it was a combination of guest error and I guess operator error too. Yeah. They just they really didn't know what to do with itself. I'm trying to think of something that would be similar to that w- that people. I mean, you could say the monorail at yeah, Disneyland, which is listed as an attraction. I find that to be an attraction. Um, or even the railroad. I, yeah, even the railroad. I mean, I go on that to 
enjoy the railroad, not yep. to save steps. I mean, maybe back in the day when I had small children, I remember taking the train from Main Street because we wanted to go to Mickey's Starland or whatever, Mickey's Birthday Land. I don't right. know what it was back <laughs> at that time. Um, but most of the time it was just to enjoy the train. But again, yeah. this goes to like different types of guests and, no, you know. I enjoyed it myself too, but it was just, it w I could think, I guess the lines were too long because people didn't yeah. quite know what to make it of it. It was misunderstood. It was very misunderstood. But they I did will have love it forever. They did have the one animatronic dinosaur around yes. the one bend, which was fun. Kind of the same guy that was uh, in Countdown to Extinction. Yeah. Was that the same exact one? Uh, not the same exact one, but oh, uh, okay. it was kind of in that realm. And then I remember when they got out um, into the lake that is now in front of uh, Expedition Everest, they, they kind of went out there a little bit just to kind of give people more of a view. Yeah. Uh, but that was before Expedition <coughs> Everest was even there. I have photos of the boat somewhere that yeah. I was going to post on Twitter a long time ago. But, but, but I was, I was saying, at one point, they actually, since they didn't quite know what to do, they, they had the Radio Disney tie-in. And then at one point, they brought in... Uh, animal little critters who would yeah they would have little critters in a case that they would show around like that. i wasn't um, a fan of that either but you know just because like <laughs> they're trying to add things right. to i get was like i just to want to enjoy <laughs> the boat ride leave me alone please yeah so <laughs> so yeah that one was kind of on my list only because of that so i enjoyed it i know but a friend of yours is going to be sad to hear well that. no i don't think he will be sad <laughs> uh, he he understood what, mm. what it was all about all right uh, oh, does that, that leaves me to my <laughs> next one. Uh, let me see here. Okay, well then, of course, next on my list would be Stitch. Ooh. Stitch's Great Escape. That's a, okay. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of Stitch Well, Stitch things. is at the, the Tiki Room in Tokyo, but that's actually a fun I've show. I've heard that that is a well done show. And yeah. Stitch is, has a lot of presence there in general, right? Um, a little there's bit a more so. a few more things like... But primarily that. Um, but yes, Stitch is great escape. So when mm. I remember, I think I was still working at Magic Kingdom when Alien Encounter was, they were doing like cast previews. Yeah, I think and that I was, was 94, if I'm not, or 93 or 94, or maybe mm, 95. Well, I was there in 95, so yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, right around that time. <laughs> and I was too scared to go to the cast previews because I didn't know what to expect. I just heard it was like complete darkness it, and yeah. like the harness situation and all this stuff. So I had my mom go in and test it out and she is not known <laughs> for being going on scary rides, you know. Um, I think she's been on Space Mountain once in her life and has, my brother still has fingernail marks in his <laughs> hands for, from being with her. Anyway, um, eventually, I th oh, I guess that was the first, because the cast previews were when it was really scary. Like, they yeah. toned it down oh, a little. Oh, yeah, because... I don't remember what it was well, at this point. Well, there were parts where the alien would crunch down on someone's head. And yeah. And their brains would, <laughs> would come out, and you would feel that, which yeah. was very... Yeah, I guess that was... That's, yeah. It was and they said scary that. and gross. And, and the thing the about that attraction is, is if you bought into it, it was frightening. Like yeah. I mean, it really was pitch and black. Yeah. And the, the harnesses are very intimidating. And yeah. I used to go like push my shoulders way up even yeah. when I went on stitches because I just didn't like that feeling. And then they would lock and then I could move yeah. down. So then when they 
bounced on you, it wasn't like as yeah. scary. Because <laughs> it was using sur like surround sound technology yeah. that was so good that it was extremely realistic. And so it, the more you bought into it, the more frightening it was. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of what they were going for. And so if if I may, that's kind of an, like an, an asterisk on this list. I might even throw that on there. Uh, as being as because it's just so frightening yeah i guess I, I enjoyed it but I, I think it was a fun it was very i got nervous every time yeah i mean but i then, did once you knew what it was i think sure i could go on it a lot after that but then when they changed it yeah, um whatever year that was well i'm not sure but uh <laughs> we'll, we'll have our producer look we'll, at uh, it we'll, we'll talk about stitch that. now so yes then they made it extremely i guess family friendly Yes, they definitely toned um, it down. And, you know, I think that was around the same time frame of Stitch taking over the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Like, that was their advertising campaign, and he, like, toilet papered the castle. That was a little bit later, but uh, oh, okay. but in the same vein. setting certainly. the scene for yes. Stitch being, like, a crazy... And that's the thing. Like, in the movie, Stitch it has kind of two personalities. He was that kind of rapscallion kind of... A ne'er do well, mm -hmm. but then he was also like a sweet puppy for yeah. Lilo, and th it was that part that uh, people grabbed onto and found very endearing from that from that movie, and so they kind of did a, a one eighty on that, and it was the the criminal Stitch mm. that they had to uh, imprison. So, um, I'm like drawing a blank. Was the Skippy whole pre-show was well, that Alien Encounter? Or it was, was both. The thing? They they oh, changed okay. it from one character to another. But excess was excess tech. The Alien Encounter thing, right? Yes. Sees the future with excess. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I did really like the pre-show of Alien Encounter, but then the pre-show for the Stitch thing was still fun. Like it was a fun experience up until then. Yeah, because uh, he didn't get roasted as much, and he didn't get yeah. kind of encapsulated into the nothing mm. nothingness i guess really the worst part of stitch's great escape was that chili dog <laughs> burp yes the chili dog burp i, I mean that which was you reason could, enough which for me you not could both smell and hear the burp feel yeah you could feel it on your the back of your neck and kind of taste it too <laughs> it was really gross <laughs> Um, I yeah. guess kids so liked it. It was but just like mm. a lot. Like it, it wasn't something that I wanted to do on repeat ever. You Certainly know, not. Because, I don't know. I mean, it was just a letdown yeah, from the, the animatronic itself was fascinating. And the little animatronic of the kind of the robot arms that mm. uh, kind of was guarding him. Those yeah. were fascinating. But, yeah, uh, but you, you still had the, the restraints that were very intimidating that yeah. kids didn't like. No. And then Stitch. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. But I mean, and that, of course, was in the former Mission to Mars theater. Yes, which was cute. So Mission it will be interesting to see if they're just going to gut that or if it's going to become something else that keeps oh, that yeah. original. Because that was an original. I mean, yeah. it wasn't originally Mission to Mars. It was the or the moon. Flight you to actually the moon. Flight to the moon. That was, and that was in not opening day, but the opening year attraction, 1971. So. Hmm. It's been in that kind of form mm. since that time. There was no shoulder harnesses or anything no, back then, right? not at all. I have no memory. <laughs> I do like remember that. going on the Mission to Mars one and just like the seats rumbling. Yeah, he rumbled and that was it. That was kind of, yeah. <laughs> it was fun though. <laughs> it's um, not but on yeah, no, I don't think anyone misses <laughs> Stitch's Great Escape and we all look forward to what will replace it, I guess. Yes. So. 
What's next on your list? Next on my list is an attraction that kind of devolved over time. That would be the backstage tram tour at both Studios theme parks ah. around the world. That is Disney MGM Studios, which is now Disney's Hollywood Studios, as well as Disney Studios in Paris, that park, which, whew, anyway. <laughs> it's oh. been improved upon, supposedly, recently, or it is no, in the process of being improved upon. I think they're redoing the, yeah, they're redoing the whole park. Oh. I think that attraction, if I can't imagine that's even still there. The back. The backlot tour. Back tour. Or the I've never backstage. knew it was a thing until you just said that. So. Yeah. It was, anyway. Disneyland Paris But when, not. when it first opened, the, the whole walking tour and, and tram tour was a, a multi-hour thing. And it really kind of gave you a behind-the-scenes look at how movies were made and a lot of effects that, that were used. But as the park itself um, kind of didn't have the productions that they thought they were going to have... <laughs> uh, well, it devolved over time, and the, both the walking tour and the tram tour kind of became shells of themselves. Um, you know, they did go through the uh, the houses. You know, the, that they had the the st- you know the street mm, residential the, street the residential street, and it did go through uh, the Catastrophe Canyon, which yeah. was a, a a highlight back then. And so, I'm no knocks against that at all. But it did have, uh, like, the boneyard, lots of old um, vehicles and, and things like that from productions that <laughs> did happen there. And some, you know, they, they had some from the Who Framed Roger Rabbit as well as, you know, the, the third Flight Indiana. Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the Navigator. I was going to say also the third Indiana Jones movie. They yeah. had some from that. Um, but, you know, there were a bunch that were, like, uh, that people would think, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the... Blackjack one. I can't even remember the name of that one. Hmm. Uh, and that just got worse over time, too. Yeah. You know, well, more and more kids came in and were like, what movie is that? Yeah, and that's the thing. They, they back then, this, even the the New York Street was not a, a thing that people could walk on. That's it was right, part yeah. of backstage. And so the tram would go on it, and they would, at one point, they even did a show on that as part of the tram. Uh, Dick Tracy. Part of Dick Tracy, right, when that came out in 1990. Um, but as they, as they used that street for, uh, for public traffic, you know, that kind of cut into where the trams could go. And so uh, more and more kind of got yeah. lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also when it went through that tunnel, which is where the... Costuming, um, costuming, but also the three studios, the, guy, the creative costuming shop, as well as the the three uh, studios that were in there, oh, where they where filmed things like the lottery. Yeah, but also where they filmed who f- um, uh, who wants to be a millionaire, mm-hmm. um, the Wheel old um, they what Wheel of Fortune filmed there. They, they had did. Let's Make a Deal. I know. I was even well, part of that. Well, Wheel of Fortune came to Florida. That's where they... I think they also had Star Search and all, all things like that. But they started using that less and less. Yeah. And so there was less to see. And then when uh, the Toy Story Midway Mania took over a couple of those studios, there was even less. Mm. So... Um, so anyway, it just kind of devolved yeah. over time and and they tried to keep it going probably longer than they should have. And uh, the same could be said for the one at the studios, a park in Paris. 
Um, they had um, amazing things when that first opened. I know that there was um, a thing about um, that the Reign of Fire Dragons movie that they had. Hmm. But then when I uh, went to that park in, uh, in the year 2012, they didn't do that anymore. Hmm. And in fact, when I wrote it in 2012, I was wondering, like, why is this tour even here? Because mm-hmm. it kind of did two uh, back and forths through areas that there really wasn't a lot to do, a lot to see. Yeah. So it was almost like, why? <laughs> so and, and then mercifully, they finally ended it. And uh, the one here has since been replaced by Toy Story Land mm. and all kinds of other things. But... Uh, that was a, a an attraction that started out great and kind of lost its glory. Yeah, I way. think that was sort of uh, an allegory, if you will, for the <laughs> <laughs> the decay of Disney MGM Studios yes. that we all knew and loved. Because when the park opened, everything sort of worked together and all related and it was all old Hollywood that never was and always will be Mm -hmm. and that was a big part of it and it made sense back then but I think very quickly over time when it became just an attraction and not a working studio it lost its luster yes quickly so yeah I mean I guess you can call it the worst one of the worst. Well, I would say the the latter version. And yeah, and by the way, many of these attractions that we're listing have an asterisk. Please don't just say, "Hey, uh, oh my gosh, they listed this attraction as the worst of all time," because that's not necessarily what <laughs> you we're can saying. You if you want. We'll uh, fight you on Twitter. Yes. Just kidding. Um anyway, <laughs> so okay. Next on my list is one of those same kinds of things, and people may not agree with me on this one, but I'm going to say the seas with Nemo and friends. Ooh, interesting. Um, this is why I wore this shirt today. Sea base <laughs> alpha. Sea base alpha, because you know, going back to the original Epcot that we all know and love, and eventually we'll get to our Epcot special, which yes. may be a two-parter or more. Or three. Because we have a lot to say about Epcot yes, we do. in its original form. Um, I loved going to the Living Seas when it opened and mm-hmm. the f- the whole experience of it when you went and watched the movie so you got like a history but it wasn't like boring history it oh, was no. like amazing it. like in your face um, yeah. really good quality and I would even say both the pre-show movie and the, the big oh, yeah. sit down movie I like movie. blocked out the pre-show movie That's sorry okay. I'll have to watch that all on all of it was a, a good part of it <laughs> um, but then you know, the end of the movie uh, when oh my gosh. you get the image on the screen of the hydrolators and yep. she says, welcome to Seabase Alpha. Absolutely. And the doors open and there's the hydrolators right there. Those were amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought for a, a long time that they actually moved. But just then you went into the rest of the area when you got out of sea base or into sea base alpha from the hydrolators That's and right. it was all yes it was educational i was a child at the time and i didn't find it boring but then they even had the little sea cabs they had the sea cabs yeah that's they, what i was getting to but it was all like part of being educated yeah. about the sea yes. and the living seas and what lived 
and at the at the time it was like amazing that they had made this oh yeah man-made aquarium it was the largest was at the time however many gallons you know more than million. more than 10 i'm not sure <laughs> the number <laughs> a, um, a lot and you could ride through and see it and then when you got off the ride you could go upstairs and That's walk right. around and see it from another level and then you know the dolphins or the manatees or whatever they had all in of them there. they had both um yep. and then the little tidal pools it was all you know part of the living seas and so then you took hydrolators to to exit the attraction yeah. too yeah so. that's right wow yeah i forgot about that um so anyway i didn't think there was anything wrong with that personally but nope. um i get that disney wanted to add in a little intellectual property of their own and make it exciting for kids i mean i think it it did have a problem of not many people walked back that far to go to it it was very rarely crowded there right so i get it that they wanted to spice it up and what what better way to do that than you know with characters that they owned and they did that both well with loved. with that attraction as well as the submarine voyage at disneyland right and if you were to ask me like you know submarines they had they had shut those down mm. and so it was essentially the Nemo characters that brought it back to life. Yeah, so they, I guess they were we grandfathered in. Uh, so, so we still have submarines out at Disneyland because of the Nemo characters, yeah. and so I'm actually thankful t- for them for that. And okay. I'm not, I'm not trying to <laughs> you no, know, disagree with you here, but I'm saying, yeah, it kind no, of. I get it. They and did the same thing in both places, but to a different. Yeah. I mean, different if it degree. meant adding Nemo or shutting the seas down. I'm glad that they added them. I just think that it was fine the way it was. They certainly could have added a different element that would have, you know, like where that play area is with the shark photo pass thing. Mm -hmm. And Turtle Talk, you know, could have fit in there and done his own thing and not really disrupted the rest of learning about the seas. But they, they added like that whole first half of the ride where it's just, you know, like jellyfish and <laughs> anglerfish and whatever i mean kids like it i get it but I'm yes just, i did not have it on my list i <laughs> i i very much enjoyed li- the living seas before that but i i still find it all very enjoyable and i'm okay with yeah. the layover with the with the finding nemo layover it's layover. just kind of like weird and abrupt at the end yes. when it's just like here's well that, that is aquarium a with point. real fish i am very sad that we lost the hydrolators yeah. and the movie and you know that that's kind of since the ride is now a lot longer than it used to be it it took up the space of where that theater yeah. was so that's so a, it anyway. was a bad loss yeah that was on my list you that's can okay. you know get mad at me if you want i'm not mad <laughs> but i will say the next uh, on my list is actually another one that came from epcot and you may or may not remember this, and I'm guessing maybe you don't. There was a, a ride that was very temporary called Journey to Jerusalem. Like, wait, what? A ride? A ride. In Epcot? In Epcot. It was in the Millennium Village. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I only went in there one time during it the was, Millennium Celebration. Yes, during the Millennium Celebration, they I were basically trying to celebrate more cultures on Earth on earth and just the the countries that were represented in world showcase and so they opened up that world showplace building um and many countries were came in there and kind of had a small exhibit space um including 
what at that time was considered controversial, the uh, Israel exhibit. Mm. Because Israel, as you know, is, is kind of the, yeah, there's a <laughs> lot going on there. It is kind of the, the conflagration or, or the, where three different religions kind of call it their home. Uh, both Christianity, Judaism, and of course Islam. Uh, and so when you have a ride called Journey to Jerusalem, it's like whose perspective is it going mm. to be from? Because they don't always necessarily agree on t- on the history of that place. So, but what it was was a giant uh, kind of a motion platform uh, movie where they essentially just showed a movie on a screen, but the entire, um, all of the seats were on a motion um, mm. simulator, essentially. Not as not as wild as Body Wars or, mm. or Star Tours or anything like that, but it kind of uh, went through the undulations of, of kind of flying through that area. Mm. It was, I mean, and it was a temporary exhibit because it was only, I think it opened in 1999 and probably closed in 2001 would be my guess but um so it was it was kind of temporary hmm. um and i did ride that one time and it was interesting but <laughs> i thought i'd throw that one on there wow, because it was really threw me for a loop there yeah i thought i might do you have anything to add on that i i, I mean i really i remember jerusalem being in the millennium village but yeah. i really have almost no memory it, because i had just had christian in yeah. 99 and so because of the shape of the building and trying to get people in there, it, it was really very cramped. And each country that that exhibited in there only had a very limited amount of space to essentially showcase their mm. their countries. And so it was all very weird. That was, I think, certainly the biggest one because they actually had a ride platform in there. Um, but if you kind of think about the shape of the building and what they may now use it for for special events, it's kind of weird that they would have people go in there to see all of these different exhibits and come out. It was all kind of in a single path as well that kind of meandered its way through. Hmm. So there you go. All right. Well, I will jump right in in my <laughs> next one Please. then, keep things moving. Um, I'm debating which one I want to... I'll let you do Uh-oh. the one that I haven't been to, so I no. don't feel right saying. Um, I think you should because I'm not going to. Oh well, it would okay. be on we'll my honorable mention. We'll list. do that. This is going to be an asterisk honor- honorable mention because I haven't been on the ride. Have you been on the ride? No. Okay, so neither of us have been on the ride, but Superstar Limo has, of course, gotten Oof. the reputation for the worst ever ride. That's what I've heard. That I don't know how long it was around, but it wasn't. It was very not long. around very long. <laughs> my first visit to California Adventure, and by the way, it, it, it sorry, it opened in February of um, two thousand one. Oh, okay, you have the dates then. February eighth, two thousand one. In fact, oh. um, I my first visit to the park <laughs> was in. Long? No, I was going to say, do you know when it closed? Oh, no. Well, I my I was going to say my first visit was in March of two thousand five. Ah. I'm sorry, no, March of 2003, so it had to have been before that time. Ah. January 11, 2002, so wow. not even a year. January 11, 2002. Wow, hmm. so that's just under a year that it lasted. But yeah. uh, for, uh, you, you go ahead. No, I mean, you know, you can look it up on YouTube and see what the ride consisted of, but it is very un-Disney-like in its 
I think design yeah. and it was very theme. cartoony. Yeah, uh, they essentially it's it's where the Monsters Inc. attraction is now at California Adventure. It essentially uses the same track, the same kind of ride vehicles. Some of the things are even still there. They just have yes. like a different suit on <laughs> or something. But it, instead of the Monsters Inc. characters, they essentially had. Um, Lots of celebrities, but in weird caricature form. And you would basically take a a limousine ride through Hollywood. Yeah. And it was supposed to be originally like paparazzi kind of thing, but that changed after Princess Diana's death. Yeah. So it was kind of cursed from the start. Yes. Um, I really wish I could have seen that. I mean, I don't know of anyone that has any has that on their top whatever lists of good rides so i, I don't think there are many. maybe drew carry but one. uh i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah since that was the asterisk i'm just gonna go oh, into please. my my fifth one and you can like do yours we're going out of order oh, now. Wait. is this but is this your fourth or fifth? Well, this will be my fourth then okay okay so that and was they're all running together four a this will be four b okay so this is another <laughs> one similar to um i guess your uh, backstage tour of like over okay. time and it's still uh, I I feel bad putting it on you know labeling it with the worst but Kilimanjaro Safari uh, in Disney's Animal Kingdom um, I just miss the original storyline that went with it and I a good point. totally understand that they were trying to you know, over time, legitimize themselves as animal, you know, conservationists and um, just wanted to stick to the facts of like, this is what it would be like on a safari Um, and not have any of the kitsch involved. Not that it was kitsch, but, you know. (laughs) Oh, speaking of animals. (laughs) Mystery cat. Um, But, you know, uh, Wilson Matua and... Warden Wilson Matua Warden and Wilson uh, Matua and Miss Johnson Miss Jobson Jobson sorry yes, I good. always got that wrong Matua. we quote <laughs> this and you know I don't even know if any of the kids were alive when that was still happening I but think so. you can still see him in the opening yeah, like the as opening you're waiting credits. right before you board the but you would hear Jeep. him in his plane going overhead several yeah. times during and the there ride. was and he was sort of like explaining things so he was the tour guide mm-hmm. along with your driver and then Miss Jobson was learning about the safari along with you as you were learning about it. So she would call them Thompson's gazelles, and he mm. would say... She would call them... To, or, yeah, that's right. And then he would say, <laughs> they he are, would no, say, they are Tommies. <laughs> no one here calls them Thompson's gazelles. They are Tommies. 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 Anyway, that's what it's like to live here. We do that all the time. Should we do more impressions of him? No, we probably shouldn't. <laughs> um... But also, I always remember there was one part, um, oh, try the red, red clay pits. This is, oh, that's that's right. probably the most common. Like when we're looking for something <laughs> and we can't find it, we'll just say, I try have not seen him today. I try the not. red clay pits. That's right. I mean, that's just, you know, we're stupid nerds, but whatever. Um, there was this one part, I think right after the baobab tree, where they would, they got, the tour guide would be like, let me see what's on the radio. And then they would play um, this music, which mm-hmm. I tried for years and years to figure out what that was. This was when the internet wasn't as well populated. 
as it is now. So now, of course, you can figure out what yeah, that there, is. You can find um, that. I think it's African Dawn something. I forget if that was the name I of don't the know song the or the it. name of the group. I do love it. Though. We'll find it and put it in the description because it is really pretty music. Very. I don't know if it's still available. It is. Okay. (laughs) Um, So then, of course, the other part of that was the fact that there were poachers. You had to grow eyes for poachers. That's right. Looking for them. And that's why you couldn't find little red, try the red clay pits, because they were looking for him so he didn't get poached by the poachers. And then you passed the little poachers camp, which is still there, which makes no sense because now it's just like, Mm -hmm. here's some elephant tusks, which looks terrible if you don't explain that that was the poachers camp yes i don't know why I mean, they left it, that it there, got honestly. pretty brutal Joe Rody, because please explain in in the beginning you went past the oh yeah the corpse of big red yes that did not she last did not long. uh live through the but, attraction and yeah. then at the end at the end they, they showed that little red was okay little but red in a jeep but big red did not make it through yeah. the initial thing and there were actually several parts along the ride where they had carcasses mm-hmm. like bloodied oh, i remember yeah. there that was didn't last a, there was a bloodied zebra all. carcass yeah. at one point <coughs> that was very quickly taken away yeah. as well as on the walking tour afterwards there was a, a, a point where you could see a, a carcass had actually been killed and dragged along the the um the path and then up and then dragged up into a tree i'm not Jeez, kidding I don't and that, that that was at the vig- very beginning of the park uh, on the walking part of the tour and because they w- really wanted it to be very realistic, realistic of yeah. how things <laughs> were no but uh, but there were many like there were many complaints <laughs> uh, from guests that they did not like to see yeah. uh, some such dramatic real things yeah. and so those things were taken away and eventually uh, the, the carcass of Big Red was taken away and then I guess there was an audio part where she is okay yeah yeah that was instead of instead of showing her Mm -hmm. uh, and then you would see the little red in the in the back of the truck yeah but um, I mean that is a controversial pick because that is my favorite attraction in that park I mean it's still a great attraction if you just walked on there now and you didn't know the history of it except for that poachers camp which I think is but that's a good point they did it recently and didn't know that they still had all that stuff yeah so I pointed that out when we were there for the Lion King yeah. celebration that like if people don't know the history of it, they're just I think if anything, it sort of normalizes the fact that elephant tusks are just hanging out there. That's right. And it doesn't, you know, send the message that they want to send like, hey, this is a terrible problem. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, <laughs> but it's still, you know, obviously yeah, so I don't, still like the ride. Yeah, I still so appreciate the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, don't but. go around telling everyone that we don't like that ride. We very much do like that ride, but I'm, it's yeah. I'm not concerned that that's gonna. Happen. Well, I I, I, I say that because of you know we're gonna go down a line now where this is actually a thing because I'll go into my next one. Uh oh. Which is. Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh yeah, I'm Wait, tweeting right what? now. Oh, Disney hates pirates. <laughs> but of I the don't Caribbean. hate pirates. Pirates of the Caribbean, specifically at the Magic Kingdom, is a great attraction. At Disneyland, it is a wonderful attraction, maybe my favorite. But it's what we could have gotten instead. It's kind of the history. Uh, you know, back when the when Magic Kingdom opened, they had grand plans to use that area by over where Splash Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain are currently for the Western River Expedition. Yes, which we touched a little on that in the 
history of the D23 Expos because right. we had the models. It was, but it was I going to be a huge attraction that was going to both incorporate the train the, that goes through that area as well as there was going to be a runaway mine train park. There was going to be a boat ride as well as uh, another kind of the, the main ride, the Western River Expedition, where it was going to tell the history of cowboys and Indians you know, along this gigantic plateau uh, area. And it was kind of going to be this phase two, if you will, of the opening of the Magic Kingdom. And Mark Davis was uh, kind of the master designer behind all of that. And uh, at some point, the powers that be, uh, they said, ooh, hmm, maybe not. And, you know, it's a traditional thing where things get cut. Uh, you know, the, the plans may have been too... Um, uh, grand. Grand, yeah, kind of too, too grand. Too expensive. <laughs> too expensive because, yeah, it is the almighty dollar. And that was a tough time, the early 70s in, you know, mm. in, in that way. There was a, kind of a, a depression at the a time. There was a gas shortage and that kind of a thing back then. So they, and I guess guests were asking, hey, you have Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland. We really like that ride. Where is it here? Why do you not have it? And so in Florida, where pirates hung and out. And <laughs> I guess the initial <laughs> reason was because you're in eastern, you're you're in the east, right in the Caribbean. You, you experience pirates all the time, which is kind of weird. <laughs> and so they've essentially fast-tracked to Pirates of the Caribbean. They uh, did one essentially kind of on the cheap, if you will. Um it does have the one drop instead of Disneyland's two, which does have serve its purpose of going outside of the the tr- the railroad tracks out there, and although this one does two, um, but it's just the one out at Disneyland is quite a lot more expansive, uh, more detailed, has a lot more story to it. And you get to go up the waterfall. That's the right, <laughs> which provides the name of this <laughs> attraction. This attraction. <laughs> of this podcast, which is an attraction <laughs> for you all today. They would call it an attraction. This is yeah. the top they five would. worst attractions. Is, is, it is funny that you say that. I, <laughs> as a quick aside, I noticed in the map when Hong Kong Disneyland opened that Tarzan's Treehouse is listed on the map as an attraction. as And since it's on an island... They call the island that it's on an attraction. Hmm. And since you have to take a raft to get to that island, they call that raft an attraction. When really, it's all just one thing. Hmm. Well, I can I, see why they did that, though. They they even called photo spots attractions. Oh, well, that's silly. Yeah, it, <laughs> they were trying to uh, expand the number of attractions out yeah. there. But anyway, that was a quick aside. Uh, the Pirates here is one of my favorite attractions at the Magic Kingdom. Please let it be known that I say that. I very much love it. I just um, am sad about what could have been, what we essentially did not get because of the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction here. Mm. So, asterisk. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, I was going to say that they could read all about the differences and which one is better in full detail at Passport to Dreams. Oh, that's right. We'll have uh, to link that. There was a, a great article in Passport to Dreams, um, the blog, <laughs> about act- kind of making a case for Florida's <clears throat> Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. And comparing, because there are because some 
yeah, plus even it's on like this side at, the, their side. at the kind of the angles that the boats take, kind of gives you a better perspective and uh, on some of the tableaus in in the ride, yeah. and kind of sets you up for the attraction better. It might it, uh, approaches some of the audio and animatronics in a like it's um, closer mm. to give you more of a storytelling. It's, it's very detailed, and I encourage you all yeah, to check so it out. So if you're into all of these historical details and stuff like that then yes that's a, we'll link a that fantastic in website i mostly agree with that article yeah like almost to a t hmm. it, it it's a very compelling case i will say and so i don't want to just completely trash florida's version because it, <laughs> i do very did. no i very much love and prefer disneyland's because yeah. it is longer has a lot of extra scenes but the scenes that they both share there is a, a case to be made for, for why the one right. in florida is is better so so please Asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and On that, that brings us to number five. Yes, uh, okay. that's or right. Number, one. number yes, that's true. I think you said number five at the beginning. That's um, right. So it doesn't five, really matter. And plus, okay, I'm going to have well, a, I'm going to have a know. ton of 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 <laughs> honorable mentions as well. We're so. not the most organized, but we have a lot of passion. Um, so my number one is of course <laughs> no of course oh that's right journey into your imagination Get out yeah here. i think honestly this one has to be on the <laughs> the top of all lists yeah and if you don't know which i'm sure everyone does but if you don't know um this <sighs> i mean you know probably the history more like kodak wanted an upgraded attraction yes or I actually was that don't know the they... history of all of that, oh, okay. of why they changed it. Well, I, I guess it was videos. because <laughs> they lost the sponsorship at one um, point. I, I don't know if it was before or after that, but like, I think it was Test Track had just happened, right? Um, well, I know Test Track was originally supposed to open in 97, and it was on a, like a two-year okay, delay. So, yeah, so because 1999 Journey into Imagination opened. closed in 99, I okay. believe. Yeah, I think they they had to keep it open while Test Track and World of Motion yeah. was still closed. So I, I think the story is, and I could be wrong, I will correct myself later if that is true, Kodak was like, hey, we want a more updated, fun attraction like Test Track. Ooh. And so then what happened was they ripped Figment uh. out. They destroyed the Dreamfinder and his... Uh. Dreamcatcher. God, that was such a perfect ride. It really was. And as many of you may know about me, that is that ride is literally not literally, no, but literally. it is my childhood. <laughs> it really is. And it is everything that I love and believe in is in that original it ride. It was so it was flawless. And I've told this story before on my blog and, you know, many times I'm sure, but the first time I visited Epcot in 1983 that instantly became my favorite ride and then our last day of our vacation we were driving back up to Massachusetts and I got on that ride for the last time and I just sobbed uncontrollably mm. the entire time because I did not want to leave Figment oh my gosh and my mother with her disc camera was like <laughs> I'll take pictures for you and took flash photos on the ride <laughs> So we have those somewhere if she oh didn't throw gosh. them out. I don't know. But it really was, I mean, I just was so attached to the entire thing. I mean, I could, I'll could. i save it for the Epcot episode. Yeah, I mean, but to, to go from that, which 
no one was complaining about yes there was less attendance because you know that's just how epcot was at the time i think and there were other newer parks that were opening and offering different things and stuff like that um but anyway so to well, rip that out and have no figment at all and yeah, no like representation of the original ride or really imagination <laughs> that's that's true i mean because you could say a lot of people they long for the original horizons and world of motion and i miss both of those dearly and a lot of people do not necessarily like test track or mission space out there but you could at least say that what they took out they put in something different they were they had different plans yeah. uh, to kind of trying to make it more exciting and they went a different way and whether it was good or bad you you could at least say well they tried something different at imagination they essentially took a wonderful perfect attraction ripped it up made it essentially 30 percent shorter mm -hmm. and essentially tried to put in the same thing but worse in every possible way yeah I mean, there was portions of like complete darkness and with that train coming towards you, which I guess was still there after yeah. the second update. But when it was first happening, it was a lot more alarming, I think. Yes, I remember it was taking a there screaming was. child on that. Yeah, so they, they made it they made it those uh, it was pitch black then and they, it's not that way now. But yeah. Yeah, and then they, so, you know, they added Eric Idle. Uh, yeah, and it a was a lot of the. They tried to put a lot of effects. Yeah, they threw in a, a reference or two to you know the the Dexter Riley or the the, oh, right. the red tennis shoes. And yeah, that kind of thing. The, the old Kurt Russell movies or things like that. But that you know that does not make up for the loss of both Dreamfinder and Figment. Yeah, and it was really like an insulting ride because basically it was like, well, you don't have any imagination because they were checking you for your imagination and like oh, that's right. nothing showed up. They scanned our brains yeah. and they found nothing. Yeah, which was like, what? Wow. <laughs> so it was terrible. And to think, you know, going through, yes, it was like shorter, but you could still see like, oh, this is where this used to be. And that was just like heartbreaking because it was such a beautiful, yeah. beautiful ride. I originally. mean, if you think about the, the, where the queue was and when you first entered the ride, you went through that giant rotating thing where you had the talk with right. Dreamfinder about the creation of Figment. <laughs> the talk with Dreamfinder. <laughs> that, that whole part yeah. is gone. Yeah. Is not part of the, of the new ride. Mm -hmm. It's the queue. It's yeah, it's part of the yeah. queue now, um, and that was a, a huge chunk of the ride. And if you think about like that white room, I know with the rainbows. Don't get me started. <sighs> yeah, um, so it's very sad. Yeah, and I mean, even just the mechanics of the original ride were fun to experience because you could see if you were like at the very end of the however many cars were in mm -hmm. one section, like four or five you could see like oh there's going to be more cars and you yep. got the concept and then you turned and you went into you know and it was just like an amazing ride to experience so really on many levels both you know with the figment and the dreamfinder and the imagination and the beauty of the ride it was also technologically fun mm -hmm. to experience and and i think and I'll the smells too oh that's true the rose scent uh. of roses uh, but I think uh, the new one has smells. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can smell a skunk. 
But I think uh, probably a part of uh, that is also the destruction of the image works. You could, you know, you couple it. I had that it, written down, yes. You, you, you essentially trash the ride, but then also trash the amazing thing that was at the, at the end of the ride. And if you think about it, where image works even was, was just in those beautiful pyramids where you went up to the second floor and got mm-hmm. to essentially do an imagination playground up yeah. there. I, I, it, it flowed perfectly. It, was, it flowed perfectly. It was, it was so many am- amazing creative things in, in a wonderful environment to be replaced by the other image works where they did not have as many things. Yeah, it was just... Uh, some of which were even just trying to sell you uh, like little picture Oh, yeah, things. those like 3D etching yeah. cubes or whatever. So um, but yeah, I mean, why would thing. anyone ever think like, oh, yeah, let's just take this rainbow tunnel out. I mean, I can get that some things, the <laughs> technology had moved ahead, like the it painting had. with figment. I get it. They could have improved the software sure. and kept the concept. Or even the, the Dream Finder, Finder Theater with the green screen. Yeah, they I mean. They could have improved upon that, too. I guess, but that does have Tony Baxter and <laughs> Joe Rohde in it or something like that. Yeah, yeah Joe, Joe, Rohde, Rohde. Joe Rohde actually Dang. played Dream Finder in that. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. They did testing. Themselves. Yeah, that's right. And that video is somewhere <laughs> online. It is. Good old Tony mm. Baxter. I could listen to him talk what? all day. Both hands. Wow, mm. whatever. He essentially created that attraction. Yes, and mm. I got to meet him a few years back, and I thanked him for my childhood because of that, and yeah. it was very emotional. He's a good which guy. Which is a weird <coughs> thing to think about outside the confines <laughs> of being a Disney history fan, but mm. it was such an important ride to me. So seeing it, I mean, I cried <laughs> again when the new one opened because it was so terrible, and I said, what did they do? <sighs> and then... They realized, I guess, the error of their ways and shut that down. I don't know how long it was. It wasn't very long, but <laughs> they essentially they brought back Figment. They brought back. So now it is Journey into Imagination with, with Figment. Figment. And so Figment has returned. You do kind of go through his house, but and yeah, this is, they brought him do back. Do you have the dates of that? Journey into Imagination. Do you want to guess the dates for that? No, that's okay. The original? Yeah. Well, it closed in 99, I believe. Is that true? 1983 to 1998. Oh, okay. I might be thinking of Horizon. Journey into Your Imagination, 1999 to 2001. Wow. It went longer than I thought. And Figment is open in 2002. Hmm. Yeah. So, there you go. Um, Where they at least try to... They tried to, but I'm still not a fan of that because it's almost just like... Again, and I've used this twice today now, like an insult um, for people that were the original fans. And a lot of people's complaints about that is that they took Figment, who in the original ride, yes, he was a little scamp sometimes, but he was he was childlike. curious. Yeah. He was childlike and curious, and he did. He wanted to do everything. He wanted to experience he was everything. Very excited. He was putting on makeup and a top hat for the theater thing. He wanted, he wanted, to, wanted to go to, to space. Paint. He too. wanted to, yeah. He wasn't ever like an annoying nuisance, no, and that's what they turned him into um, in the current ride. Yeah, and yeah, like especially like in the little pre-show part w- with Eric Idle, where yeah. he's kind of like messing around. And then so. you know they tried to save it by at the end, the very end of the ride, you're in that black area, and then it the 
you know, whatever yeah. curtain drops. I don't know what yeah. they do with it. But then there's all the little all figments. Yes, yeah, it raises. Um, and then there's all the little figments and singing the song at the end, Imagination, which again I cried at because yeah, I was they, like, they brought the song back, but yeah. this attraction has made me cry many times over the years. But um, at least we can say that we've been on the original, which was yeah. perfect. And, you know, wonderful. who knows what the future holds. We all certainly were wondering and thought that something would be announced at the yes. latest. Yes, I know they've always Expo. got, there are plans somewhere in Imagineering where, like, hmm, what, what if we could do this? Yeah. So. I do appreciate that they have brought Figment back as sort of a mascot. Yeah. Um, which some people may only know him as that if they don't even ride that ride because it's not test track or mission space. Yeah, they brought um, him in back in the form of a topiary as well. Yes. So that's Yeah, because he used to be outside the image works in a topiary. Mm -hmm. um, it is interesting to me that they have taken some liberties with Figment in his design in the new festival yeah. things. Like right now, the one that's out is very like schoolhouse rock Tight mm. style of animation. Mm. Gotta be careful with that. Uh, cat just almost <laughs> fell in a box, so <laughs> apologies for that if you could hear that noise. <laughs> <That's> a <laughs> Never a dull moment around here. Um, but there's been other versions of him that I don't like as much, but you know, I get that they have different artists that want to. Yeah, they're trying. At least he's out there. Yes, he is. And that wraps my list up do I you have will, any I do, asterisks well, well i still more? have my fifth oh that's right you started with one. you Sorry. and this one will not top this one and this one actually might be considered another controversial one or an asterisk please go with me here on this one but uh this one is smugglers run wait what i know right it just opened it's it's amazing it's it, the technology is fantastic um, but let me talk to you a little bit about Smuggler's Run. I'm with you. I get it. Oh, okay. But <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> a couple of things of, about this one is, you know, the theme parks are evolving, and they are trying to include more interactivity in some of the attractions. Um, and they have definitely done that here, where you are essentially are piloting or gunning or engineering the Millennium Falcon. And you have you experience the attraction while also... Uh, performing some tasks but um, the level of interactivity that happens in theme parks you know there's kind of a give and take you know they're incorporating this and with such things as sorcerers in the magic kingdom or even the the new play disney app within uh, batu um, they have some interactive things that people can either choose to do or not do but in this attraction if you ride it you essentially are doing it you have to do it. And they are the the level of enjoyment of the attraction is dependent upon your performing these functions. And if you think about the positioning of these functions that you have to perform, especially in the back row of the engineer, it you essentially are turning your head away from what is happening, what what you're seeing. And that's essentially, you know, you're taking one third of your guests and putting them at a disadvantage at uh, of the attraction because of what they have to do. Yeah, they could just kind of fumble around and and do that. But but from what I've heard, the the what the ride does is dependent upon you performing these functions. And uh, 
it's and you could also you know take the grandmother factor if you will like would my grandmother know what to do here um i don't know you know some people you know there are a lot of people that do not speak english which is the language that it is told to us and and who may not understand what what needs to be done That's true. yes they they do light up and if things light up yeah you're probably prone to to touch those things because you're kind of being asked to. But again, what I'm saying is by doing so, you're kind of uh, turning your focus away from the action. And there's only so much action because mm. the ride is only so long. Um, what do you, do you have I any think, thoughts about this? Well, you know, similar to Mission Space where you have to press the buttons. You don't have to, though. But that's what I was just going to say. Like, nothing's going to depend on you pressing those buttons. You can just sit there and look at this I know that there was a fine line with what they were trying to do I know that uh, they wanted to have it so that if you didn't perform the functions then your vehicle would not do what it mm. should do like you could well, crash but I, have... I think you know they've, they've gotten away from that you know you'll eventually go through the proceedings of what you need to go through but at what enjoyment level yeah. I don't know I have heard that there is an autopilot that they can do for small children. But they don't announce that. They don't announce that, no. But if you have, well, I don't know. I guess it would be at the cast member's discretion, or you could perhaps ask someone. I think it's I only for those that know, who yeah. know to ask for it. Uh, so that yeah. I, I do know that in the gunner position, it, you could find that one button that's light lit up and just press it and keep it pressed mm. and it'll keep shooting. But like the first time I wrote it, no, I pressed it, you know, just as often as I could yeah. and my hand got tired as a result. Well, I think I, I'm, I've said before when we were talking about Galaxy's Edge that I, when I was the engineer, I have very good peripheral vision so I could see what was lit up and right. I didn't feel like it. I mean, no. it's very fast paced anyway. So I think... I don't know if this is why they did it this way, but I think the idea is hopefully that it's like re-rideability because it I all suppose. depends on who you're with. It depends on how well you do it, what what is going to happen on the you know right. out the window in front of you. And, and please don't get me wrong. I very much no, enjoy this attraction. I, it is a lot of fun. Like, I do know, love writing it. I cannot wait to go back and write it again. Yeah, and I'm, totally I'm not saying it's saying. the worst ride. I'm just saying when you take uh, something like the the tasks that you need to perform and and give a third of your audience a disadvantage over right. everyone else. So that's kind of an unfortunate thing, in my opinion. And I saw someone say recently, I don't remember who this is, so apologies if I'm misquoting you, that the whole reason people like the Millennium Falcon was who was on it. Oh, yeah. And that is sort of like taken out of oh, the equation. So, yes, you get to be on the Falcon, but you're by yourself doing some random mission right. that doesn't really affect you any. It is so. a, a ship that has uh, that has appeared in the most recent trilogy as you know, a major character. It appeared in the movie Solo and, of course, the original trilogy as well. It's, you know, it's and when they announced that you get to ride the Millennium Falcon, that's, you know, a lot of people thought that's awesome because it's kind of like the the signature ship yeah, in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, kind of picturing yourself riding with Chewie, yeah, Chewie or, or something. Or Lando and or Han or, or even Rey. I, it is still an incredibly fun attraction. Yeah. Um, it's just you got to... I get it. it. That's kind of another it's a weird example one. of what could be. Like yeah, it it, and that's kind of what I'm going at And for I think here. once Rise of the Resistance opens, oh hold on, <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be another whole thing. We have a question from the audience. Yes, sir. Ooh, that would be fun. Well, so if anyone couldn't hear that, 
Gio from the audience has said that he thinks they should add a Han Solo audio animatronic to tell you what to do. Um, that would be very interesting. That would be interesting if he was riding with you. It would have to be in such a, a place that he wouldn't be able to be attacked by the people <laughs> on the ride and touch him and that's whatever. That's right. Um, but yeah, that's a good point that it is kind of just a random person telling you what to do. I mean, he's not random now. We all know Hondo. Onaka. That's right. I think he's in it only for the profit though. He is. So yeah, so, no matter hmm. how well, I mean, don't worry about doing well on this because it's really just all going back to Hondo. That's right. So don't stress about it. So, yeah, I would definitely focus more on what's going on than necessarily performing your tasks. And yeah. unless you're the the pilot of course you've got things that you really have to do like take us into hyperspace that's true that would be fun which i have actually never done <laughs> all but right anyway so that is mine and once again as i said i do very much like that attraction but i do actually have a few uh, honorable mentions if i may make it quick i will try to make it drag this on for when disneyland two. first opened there were a couple of attractions that were a little wonky mm-hmm. Uh, basically, when Disneyland first track or, or uh, Disneyland first opened in 1955, they were trying to, especially in the Tomorrowland area, trying to put as many attractions there as possible, uh, just to kind of fill out uh, the attraction count, if you will, and give people more to do. And one of those was the Phantom Boats, which is essentially a boat in a water with a motor and fins that made it look futuristic but <laughs> they were essentially kind of f- they were in the lake all by themselves kind of like where the submarine voyage is now mm. um and but they broke down very quickly and that they did not work very well <laughs> that attraction closed in 56 mm. so did not even last a year and then if you may recall pardon me the uh the storybook land canal boats was not the first iteration of that attraction, I but do they had the that. canal boats of the world, mm. which, you know, I think Walt was definitely fascinated with miniatures, and he had seen this thing called Lilliputian Land mm. somewhere else, and he was trying to have these little miniature things there, uh, but they did not get qu- uh, quite built, and so it was just a little boat ride through mud. Yeah. A lot, dirt, at, right? yeah, a lot of dirt, Yeah, a lot of dirt at the beginning. So they actually closed it just a couple of months later before they were uh, made it into the Storybook Land canal boats that we now love and is probably one of my all-time favorite attractions at Disneyland, if not my all, you know, my favorite. Yes. We love that. <laughs> so I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, let's see if I could throw any others out here. Uh, maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't. Well... Uh, that's okay. You know, I w- I'll throw in one. The Luigi's Flying Tires at Ca- California ah, Adventure. I, I well, love that attraction. I thought about but it, but I enjoyed it, so. I very much enjoyed it, too. <laughs> but once again, kind of like what I was saying with Smuggler's Run, it was not very intuitive. Yeah. Guests did not understand it. Uh, most guests would get into their tire and just not go anywhere because mm. they didn't quite know how to make it work. And so... If you have an attraction that could be fun, if guests can just figure it out, maybe you should go back to the drawing board. And they did. And they did. And which and is now why we have the Luigi's Rollicking Roadsters. The Roadsters, which is a fun attraction. <laughs> that was fun. Which it is, is fun. a lot of fun. And it I goes like through the part a, at the end where they all do the dance and Yeah, sing. they have it's the really choreography fun. that it goes through, and so that's a, yeah. a fun one. What's the best car? The Sophia car. 
Is it not the Geo car? Wait, is there a Geo car? Yes. Oh, I've forgotten. It's been so long since wow. I've been to Disneyland. The only other thing yeah, I'll man. the <laughs> only other thing I'll add here is the Astro Orbiters. If you may remember, at Disneyland, it used to be above the People Mover platform. Well, way I don't remember high. that because I was never and there. And then <laughs> they decided, for some reason, to create New Tomorrowland in, I believe, 1998, and bring them much lower to the ground, mm. much closer to the hub, interrupted by these strange rocks. Well, they've just taken those rocks out, did you see uh, that? Yeah, they're now just finally taking those out. But uh, it's still not quite in the place where it should be, and so you're losing a lot of the effect when you ride that attraction because it was meant to be done way up high, which you can still do here at the Magic Kingdom, and I recommend you do. Mm. I'm not a fan of that, but, you know. That's fine. I just don't like how you, it makes you feel like this. <laughs> That's called centrifugal force. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> we went on for longer than we thought. Much longer. We it's apologize. definitely was more than five uh, from each of us. I actually do have more that I could list, but you I'll go ahead and... that. Uh, a book. Yeah. Lightning speed. Just no, 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 because I, knew I would need to explain them. No, these are the ones he needs to Crushes explain. Crushes coaster at Disneyland Paris. Yeah. We, I'll have to explain you later. And things like that. We so. can revisit this topic in the future when there's more yes. attractions, perhaps. That you we could have been like. so much more precious coaster. That's oh, all well. I'll say. Okay. Well, thanks for <laughs> listening to us today. Ramble on about things we don't like. Yeah. Um, and things that we do like because we certainly the remember thing. the way things used to be in some of them. Not that we're expecting things not to change, but sometimes the changes have not been. We just like through. it when things are good. And uh, sometimes... Who doesn't like good things? Sometimes they just make a slight mistake or an error in judgment and go a different way. Yeah. So we're just here to talk about that. And with that, we will end Up the Waterfall, Episode 4. We invite you to subscribe on iTunes or your podcasting platform of choice. Now available everywhere podcasts are. That's right. Now available everywhere you can find fine podcasts. As well as what website? Uh, well, you can found? also head to youtube.com slash Xanaland if you want to watch all of this stuff, right. which you might be you watching might. right now. That's right. Um, but you can subscribe and hit the notification bell, and then you'll know when we do an up a new upload. That's right. Which the podcasts are every Sunday. Um, Christian and I randomly go in the parks and upload vlogs. Sometimes he'll do some solo ones. Those so. are always fun. And actually, I got fun. to uh, join you all for yeah, a recent right. one, so for that was fun, too. Um, we should have another video coming up soon mm. involving Geo. So that's right. Another character to add to our cast. So you can also head to xanaland.com to find out all of that information and links and all that good stuff. That's right. And uh, we will see you next time up the waterfall. Up the waterfall. That is absolutely fantastic. Well, that's only part of it. We got a big climatic scene. But how could you top it? Well, we set the place on fire. And we have our audience trapped down in this flaming city. And how can they get out then? Well, now you got into this mess by going down a waterfall. Now, how would you suppose we'd get them out of there? By going up the waterfall? That's right. Anything's possible in Disneyland. <laughs>